Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I'm BJ Ryan, teaming up with, as always, the old Perth racing guru and welcoming the new Perth racing guru alongside me today, Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps. Hi guys. Yeah, morning guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on again. It's a, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Daniel. Um, I didn't know we were uh, passing the guard today, but I think, that's, uh, I think that's probably fair enough, actually. How are you been, mate? Yeah, no, nah, going well, but you got to remember you've got a new name now, which is the Provincial Prince. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, why, uh, why are we passing on the guard? Let's hear some um, numbers from how you've uh, been tipping recently, actually, Crip. Yeah, look, it's uh, variance is a word that gets spoken about a lot in the racing game. Normally, it's when you're doing your ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, look, January's been a good month so far. I think uh, on the tipping service of uh, give, you, out, give your service a plug. I was going yeah, to say, uh, give it a yeah, rub. So Horse Miller WA service. Um, actually, I, I did two units yesterday, but before that, I think the profit on turnover was gone at... Uh, 80, 80 odd percent over about 22 he knows weeks. he knows the exact yeah, number yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> um so now i think it was up about 25 units so far in january which has been nice um so yeah good start to the year so he's trying to downplay it a little bit as well by talking about variance but no the man's tipping like an absolute gun i think as i uh, i said last time he was on i don't think there's a better um that i've seen in doing this for many years a better uh I call him a sniper in regards to the fact he can just pick you one a meet or two a meet or one a week or whatever it is, and he has an incredible record um, in that sense. So highly recommend getting involved in the service. Jared, yeah, Crip has been home in, in Western Australia for the last month or so, um, heading back to Melbourne shortly, um, getting ready for the, the good racing over there and, and footy season's cranking up. So it's been, it's been great to have you on the podcast a couple of times, Cripper, and hopefully some of that... Uh, uh, you can be our lucky charm for today, hopefully. Mm. Um, we need a bit of help at the moment, or speaking for myself anyway. So um, yeah, you can, thanks for you coming can speak on for board. Both. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely speak for both of us, mate. Um, okay, so uh, we had a Australia Day long weekend of racing. Um, we, I think we had four meetings over, over the three days so everyone could get stuck into something they liked at some stage. And um, I guess the, the highlight of the weekend, perhaps, was the, was the brilliant win of Gemma's son, very exciting two-year-old from David Harrison. What do you guys think? He's, he's obviously the, the horse to beat in the Magic Millions at Pinjarra next Saturday. Yeah, unbeatable. I would say the reason we've got a full field of a full field this weekend of two-year-olds. Yeah, we do. I'd say the reason we've got a full field is because he's probably scared a lot of the runners off that we're going to head that way. So um, barrier shouldn't matter. Should just jump and run. Pinjarra traditionally is pretty on pace. So we'll save the form for that race till next week. But um, I think there might be some... In years gone by, they've put up future markets. If they do and they put up uh, anything above even money, I think you can pretty comfortably jump in knowing uh, it's going to start probably $1.50 at best type thing. But yeah, um, yeah impressive yeah i'm a not a big two-year-old player or a futures player but from what i saw on saturday he looks pretty special i think he ran one of the fastest last 200s of the meeting when leading so uh, that's always a positive sign isn't it it's, it's last time david harrison had a uh, this is my only chance to bring up the caricature today by the way last time david harrison had a favorite in a two-year-old feature had to go there no good so just keep that in mind. Who won that yeah. race? It was Dig Deep, actually. <laughs> anyway, Harrison did on. win the Magic Wings last year with Jericho Missile. It looks like he's going to go back to back more than likely. Uh, Watch Me Dance, um, two-year-old from the Steve Wolf camp, threw its hat in the ring from a Magic Moon's point of view. It was a pretty good 
maiden win at Bunbury on debut, I thought, on Monday. You, you, you had something small on that as well, didn't you? Very Bage? small. Very yeah, small. Uh, very small, but it's very uh, small. at that price, you don't need to have too much on. That was uh, that was incredibly impressive. I don't know if you saw that what, win from what last. What price did it get out to? It was 160 Betfair SP. <laughs> so there you go. I didn't even know that. And, he's, and he's whinging about his own form at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. For those, by the way, that don't, uh, obviously I've got to give Betfair a little bit of a plug at times, but for those that uh, want to have a bet on a roughie like that, um, you're getting sort of 60 to one top total 160 to one Betfair SP they're obviously not going to win all that often but when they do you're, you're certainly getting the advantage um, of using the other service so. exactly the, 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 the outside the market you get extreme prices if, 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 you're, if you're plugged in so mm-hmm. Watch Me Dance is a ladies horse and we spoke about that all, uh, Magic Means ladies bonus last week so if she's the, the first all 100% female owned horse uh, across the line in the Magic Means next Saturday. She's eligible for a $60,000 bonus and that applies obviously to, to all those horses. So that'll be interesting, but we'll get into more of that next, uh, next week's podcast. Last week, we also uh, touched on the form of Chloe as a party, Tash Faithful, Christy Bennett. All three of them made an impact last weekend as well. Chloe won the Australia Day Stakes on dance music for her boss, Simon Miller. Tash won the $100,000 Batavia Sprint at Geraldton with your one of your all-time faves, mm. Field of Vision, Terry. I didn't and, know that um, Christy, and speaking of all-time faves, Christy Bennett won the last on scoreline, $122 Betfair SP. Terry, did you follow your money after you backed, no, uh, backed into winner Albany the start before? Oh, I didn't. No, I uh, no, I didn't. I had about eight in that last leg of the quaddy as well. And um, I'm not a very uh, loyal punter. Just because I have a good win on a horse doesn't mean I throw it in the quaddy or back it at its next start. But that was one of those occasions. If I had some loyalty, I would have uh, yeah, I would have been a pretty rich man directly after that race. Did you find that one, Crip? Little on pacer from the country? Uh, no. As we were <laughs> saying off air before, I was... Couldn't even find a horse that over 20 to 1, so the ones that are 120 to 1 are not really my go, but um, good luck to those who backed it. Yeah, I don't think there was too many of them. Yeah, it's um, it's got an incredible record at the mile, that horse. So mm-hmm. anyway, good luck to to, to Christy and uh, um, Chris Gilbert, the, the trainer. Um, over 20,000 to 1, if you had $1 on the... Uh, I'll chat that on Twitter, actually. Over 20,000 to 1, if you had $1 multi on its two last wins. Jeepers. So you'd like to be an owner, wouldn't you? you Who sure doesn't would. mind a bet? Actually, a few of the rough results rolled on to Ascot uh, yesterday mm-hmm. as well. So that was that was uh, interesting days racing midweek. So um, anyway, to all your listeners out there uh, who tune into our top-notch trialers segment, hopefully you took the tip because Terry and I certainly didn't. Uh, with Forest War winning last week, did touch eighty dollars on Betfair on the exchange uh, within the last ten minutes of betting. That was a brutal watch, Terry. Mm, yeah, I was just telling you before we uh, jumped on here, Badge, I thought I was alive in the early quaddy, so that sort of uh, softened the blow of not having a... Because that's, that's my bread and butter type of investment. As you know, your market 20 to 1, it goes up, gets to 60, 70s, over something on. And uh, no, I just decided to sit back and um, and watch that. And on the turn, I knew I was in uh, a lot of strife. But mm. uh, yeah, I thought I was in the early quaddy, but took on pick your battles. So I uh, then found out I wasn't in that either. So it was a tough couple of minutes, but um, our top-notch trialers are probably our uh, go-to segment yeah, at the moment. Yeah. ATM got up yesterday at about $6.50. We gave that a push last week. And um, yeah, I think if you're going to... Just tune into one of our segments. That's probably the one at the moment, isn't it? It might be worth hanging around for the hour and a half until we get yeah, there. So. Two and a half hours. <laughs> With Kruber here, it could be two and a half. Yeah. So Sorry, anyway, was... hopefully there's a few listeners that are a bit cleverer than us and uh, who, who chimed in on um, Forest War at Ascot last Saturday. And uh, I think we need to talk about free trade. He looks, he's a, he's a rising star. Um, Chris Parnham managed to get him out. Get him out. Of, uh, of a pocket just in time. He launched late and got there on the line. So free trade one on Saturday. Henty Gal 
won on Bunbury for trainer Michael Lane and just got me thinking about his incredible strike rate uh, this season. And um, I, I don't know, from my, from my understanding, I would suspect that this is his career, career best season as, as a trainer. Uh, he's had 20 and a half winners from 81 runners striking at 29.25.9%. Uh, um, you you have some a connection with the stable being Kira Yule's manager, and she, she obviously rides a fair bit there. Um, incredible stuff, the stable's results this, you know, in 2019, 2020. Um, yeah, have you got any? Yeah, he's um, yeah, obviously flying. One thing you do notice with Laney, you know, the fields might come out at three o'clock and you ring him to see what Kira's riding and He's really measured with where he places his horses. He he often doesn't know at three fifteen where they're going to be running if they're double nominated. So he likes to do his form and um, he has yeah has a real good think about it. And obviously it's paying dividends at the moment. And another one we spoke about off air just before was Western Chant. It was uh, fifteen hundred back to twelve hundred last week, which normally you'd probably say is a query, but um, he's going that well where it was no issue for him, and that probably was a career best run. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, yeah, the the consistency his horses uh, are racing with at at the moment is um is outstanding, and yeah, he's placing them to advantage and uh, reaping reaping the benefits. So we doesn't have a, a huge team, does he? But like he just he's just really banging in the results. Yeah, we work on a hashtag on Twitter, maybe hashtag Yule Crips Lane, something like <laughs> yeah. that. In, the, in the Electromob, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And uh, so I was just with his twenty five point nine percent strike rate, just got me thinking like that has to be the best uh, in the state this season. And uh, did a little bit of research and found out that uh, that particular strike rate is bettered only by Team Williams, who are going at 27.8%. And believe it or not, Tiana Robertson, who we've spoken about on this podcast a few times now, she has had 16 winners from only 15 runners and she's hitting at 50 50 starters, sorry, and she's striking at 32%. So that's good. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Um, taking your horses to Albany Geraldton as well. So Same win of um, Angry Annie on uh, Sunday. Yes, yeah, so that, that was the first winner for... Matty Derrick, yeah. yeah. That was some type of uh, win as well, watching it, wasn't it? So um, probably got to give the horse a little bit of credit for that Maybe victory. she just knew what she had underneath it. Maybe she did. Yeah. Exactly right. She knew she had uh, a fair bit under the bonnet. Yeah, congrats, Maddie. So we uh, we mentioned that Scales of Justice was in, in the Australia Stakes at Mooney Valley last Friday night. Uh, did you boys catch that win? That was that was impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, unreal. Um, Smith, uh, Lindsay Smith's Twitter again gave him a serious push and he was on the money again. Definitely worth following. But uh, yeah, he's pretty uh, going to be hard to beat no matter where he goes for the rest of his campaign. Yeah, look, um, I haven't even watched it to be honest. So I'm a WA <laughs> only. So I'm better, better things the, to do on a Friday but, uh, night. <laughs> for, for a horse that was pretty much on the scrap heap, like that's remarkable training from um, the Smith camp to get this horse back winning features in Melbourne. Now he's going to head to the Group 1 CF4 stakes at Caulfield next Saturday. And speaking of... Remember the uh, time Douglas White sat up on the line at a Kingston town? I do. I do that hasn't been, you know, were you on? I was on that day. You weren't. Yep. That's one of the... I've been told, Molden, how many there's like a thousand ways to get beat in a horse race. That's one way I've never been done. But yeah, you were on that day. Yep. yep. Oh no. That's as bad as it gets, isn't it? Yeah. I remember they said after the race, they actually didn't think that it made the difference. I did. Oh, but no. No, 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 I don't think so. The stewards did. I think he. I think they gave him. A, they gave him a month. Gave him a month yeah. and a pretty hefty fine as well. So. A month isn't long enough for me. 
Anyway, yeah. yeah. Let's not start Terry's tantrum column just yet. Actually, <laughs> we were talking late. about that last week. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we this gonna, wasn't meant to be it. Are we going to yeah. be coming up with a new new segment? Oh, I haven't regular, actually regular rant. I haven't got anything to rant about, but I'm pretty sure as we talk about this meeting, um, something will come up which I'll start ranting about. So mm-hmm. I'm not stay, sure what that is at the moment. Stay tuned, listeners. Mm-hmm. So speaking of uh, Melbourne and Victoria, we really need to just quickly mention that Regal Power, the Railway Stakes winning uh, our pretty much one of the best horses in Western Australia. He trialled at Larkill on Tuesday. Uh, trainer Grant Williams, or co-trainer Grant Williams, spoke to Giulio Santarelli post-trial and outlined his his program moving forward. He's going to have another trial in WA before heading to Victoria for the Peter Young Stakes, over 1,800 metres at Caulfield on Feb 22, and then to the $1.5 million Australian Cup Flemington on March 7, that's over the 2,000 metres. And if they're lucky enough to get enough votes and or potentially a wildcard entry, they will be having a crack at the $5 million All-Star Mile over, um, obviously, over the 1,600 metres at Caulfield on March 14. So that's exciting. We're going to have some um, some horses to, to cheer on uh, from, from the West. So see how... See how Regal Power measures up to some of the, the best horses going around. And, um, I reckon um, Evan Cripper might tune in to the All-Star Mile if we can get Regal Power there, eh? What do you yeah, reckon? No. And I'll, Pikey I'll there. Yeah, and Pikey. 100% <laughs> if we get Pikey there, yeah. I'll fly, I'll fly across if Pikey goes in. So that was a hot set of trials on Tuesday. So Mystery Miss, another uh, Cerise and White, Peter's Investment horse uh, with lots of quality. She was back in action. Promising three-year-old celebrity queen, born to try. They won their heats. And um, Adam Durant trained three-year-old some sort and Bell of Liberty. They they trialled well also, and they'll look like they're going to be heading for a first up assault on the Magic Moons three-year-old classic at Pinjarra next Saturday. So we will um, we will touch on that further on next week's podcast. So that's a wrap of all the WA racing news at the moment, and we have to quickly mention our sponsors. Uh, the what the one one sponsor has been with us since episode one. The Mundaring Hotel, uh, Ian O'Connor um, at the Mundaring Hotel. Go see Butchie, Heart of the Hills since 1899. They're located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Up there for a feed, flutter, and some froffies. The Mundaring Hotel is the sponsor of our WA Racing Mastermind competition. Big congrats to episode nine winner Russell Hinks. Russell actually came along to our uh, Perth pub tour, Terry and mm-hmm. Cripper, and had a great night out with the lads. And, and he uh, he was the mastermind uh, in uh, for episode nine. And also, if Arnie's boy had got the bob in, or perhaps even the protest in the last. Uh, last in the get out stakes last Saturday, he would have won the stakes as well. So almost oh, a huge weekend. double would have been the first ever double. Yeah, that would have been actually. Uh, Crib, how did you pull up after the uh, pub crawl? How were you traveling the next day? Yeah, nah, not the best. Well, you weren't your uh, you weren't living your best life. I uh, I think I actually ghosted. I remember you texted me saying where'd you go, and I I got out of there. But my partner said that that was one of the drunkest she's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> job job done. Yeah, got me. Oh, I hope you, hope you had a good time anyway, mate. So um, so this week's Mastermind, we'll read out the quiz questions after we preview, or sorry, before we preview race six, and um, they'll have a scenic blast theme to them with the scenic blast stakes being run at Ascot this Saturday. And also we have to, um, we have to mention Market City Meats, um, our co-sponsors. Timmy Hewitt runs the show, they're the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Market City Meats, they uh, sponsored the very popular Get Out Stakes competition. No one had scoreline last week. Plenty had Arnie's Boy, but no one had scoreline last week, so there is a carryover jackpot. This week, there's a $100 uh, gourmet be- um, beef pack 
up for grabs. So we'll run through those competition details prior to the Get Out Stakes Race 9 this week. So just a reminder for everyone just to stay tuned um, after we finish the preview. Um, also, if you want to get our written written preview, go to the Betfair Hub for Terry's um, Terry's race analysis and his betting strategy and bestbets.com.au for my leg up. And also, as Cripper mentioned, Horsemiller WA on Twitter if you want to subscribe to his service. So we're all online and you can find our stuff there. Stay tuned after the preview for our horses to follow, top-notch trialers and whatever happened to segments. Now it's time to dive in, Terry, and you want to share some interesting information on uh, current track patterns for Ascot with the listeners. Yeah, well, earlier in the week... um the forecast, uh, just going off the, the bomb website, was that we were going to see about 30 degrees and relatively um, relatively strong easterlies. Not overly strong, relatively strong uh, easterlies. So I wanted to uh, do a little bit of research on um, the last few times that we've seen uh, the easterlies. We always say, well, it's going to suit the leaders. I just wanted to, I just wanted to do the... Basically, a little bit of um, data analysis on how much it really does suit those horses closer to the speed. Um, actually, since I've done that as well, I've been onto a different uh, website and I was chatting to Cripper last night with probably a little bit disillusioned because another website's telling us it's going to be a westerly uh, as the uh, as the meeting progresses. So whether this data helps us uh, on Saturday or not, I don't know. But here it is anyway. So back on the 19th uh, of October. Now, uh, this is purely... Um, this is purely uh, meetings that have had easterlies on Saturdays. Anything midweek, I've left with the rail further out and whatnot. Things were a little bit different. There were nine races, uh, five leaders, one one set outside the leader. So six of the the top two won. Uh, one of the, the ones that didn't was the Velvet King, and that was when Great Shot laid off. You probably remember that one. I think you were on Crip actually. Um, and then Regal uh, Platoon was another. Obviously went on to settled fifth. Went on to run. Um, Third in a railway stakes, yep. so it's understandable. And then Little Fish in the last. So anyway, so six of the nine um, basically settled first two with Velvet King leaders back, which basically, you can call that basically leading with the great, great shot let off. Uh, then we move on to the 30th uh, of, sorry, the 9th of November. Um, there were nine races there again. Three of the first two won. Four uh, that sat leader, leaders back or just outside um, won the race. And the only two horses to win from further back were the last two. Uh, we're both late in the day, and they both got gaps. They were Star Exhibit and Uni Time, um, who may have, the latter definitely had some class on, but neither of them came wide. Um, they had to get through gaps. So, uh, again, that probably um, suggested that it was going to be difficult to make ground out wide. We move on to the 30th of November. Uh, it was a southeasterly. It was 29 degrees, 27 kilometre an hour, southeasterly roughly. Nine races, two leaders won, six uh, of the other seven runners settled leaders back or won one. Um, the only winner that didn't, again, was in the last race, and that was Zanae's. And again, it found gaps to win the race. Didn't actually come wide. Um, and I think you were on Zanae's that day, Beige. Just a little walk down memory lane, isn't it? <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, 18th of the first, um, 17 kilometre an hour, southeasterly, 32 degrees, nine races. Six of those were won by horses that settled first or second. Another one was Valor's Road, uh, Valor Road on the back of the leader. The two that made ground, and these ones were wide, was Morning Song in a very funnily run staying race. And I, I like to, I don't like to look at pattern too much when it comes to the staying races because 
I, I, I personally don't feel it's um, as big uh, a factor. And the other one was coming around too. Probably had some class on them, but even when Pike got off, he said, I really felt like I peaked on my run. And he only just got there in the end. So uh, nice. out of those 36 races, 17 settled first two, 12 settled third or fourth. That's 29 of the 36 runners um, have won from the first four on days that have got strong easterlies. Um, the biggest things I found was I don't think there was one horse that came from further back than fourth to win in the first five races of the day throughout any of those meets. Um, coming around and Morning Song were the only two that made ground out wide. And again, you can make cases why that occurred. Um, so yeah, long story short, if you're backing a back marker on Saturday with the potential of an easterly rail true as well rail true exactly right with a yeah and then be very uh be be somewhat circumspect early and just make sure um they can make ground beach so there you go that's the stats i came up with you want to you want to be on speed how's that you probably that's music to your ears (laughs) isn't it when i seen easterly on a saturday it just gives me a spring in my step yeah Yeah. i thought you were going to say something else (laughs) (laughs) so you say all your form is is done around um obviously a heavy on pace of, yeah, when I started yesterday, Arvo, uh, into the evening, uh, as Terry said, we were expecting uh, South Easterlies or even a South Easterly. There's a bit of Easterly in the wind and that's good enough. And then I think Terry texted me about 10 o'clock last night and said, check the the weather websites as uh, they've done a total 180. So now, well, it depends which one you look at. Some of them are still saying there's a South Easterly. Uh, I think Willie Weather is the one that's saying there might be a South Westerly, which is just absolute worst direction you can get they specialize in wind as well like to me it looks that way yeah i'd actually like to ask the listeners do they who do they find to be the most reliable website to use to get their uh weather information especially wind data wind data i find is probably and you probably would too the most important so i'd like to know who what, what i actually don't I have no idea what's what's no, the most I, accurate, um, best one to use i noticed that the melbourne racing club launched an, an app Mm-hmm. Um, which um, you can a free app where you can get all the on-course uh, wind and weather data in real time. So you can log on on race day and you can see exactly which direction the wind that's is good. going. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think that that's a terrific, vital service and um, something that uh, Rawa or Perth Racing need to look into to provide that for the for the punters. Yeah, hundred percent. And at the end, the end of the day, that's the thing with weather forecast there. They're still having an, at the end of the day, having an educated guess, just like we are when we're doing the form. So you never really know until you get to the day. So you can look at the websites, but you really just got to have somewhat a level of trust in them. But and then reassess when you get to Saturday Arvo and look at the live readings, and, and you might have to readjust your form. So. I love a good pre-post bet, but this more than any other week um, is probably the type of day, especially if you're betting in the last five, four or five races where you almost just want to wait and see what the conditions are on the day. Because at, at this stage, all you can rely on is that there's going to be a, a southerly, which is going to get stronger as the day progresses. I'm going to allow for it to turn into a southwesterly. I trust probably uh, Willie Weather, Willie Wind, what's it called? Willie Weather, a little bit more than the... Um, than the other websites, but uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, it's it's definitely hurt my head a lot trying to decipher a track pattern near beach. All right, should we start, fellas? Yeah, let's get into it. it. So, Sydney Blast Stakes Day kicks off race one. We've got a maiden, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum maiden. Do either of you guys have any strong leanings to kick off the day for the listeners? No, no, not for me. <laughs> um, when I did my notes, I thought that every horse had some hope, uh, barring the. Don Hale trained first starter, so watch that get up. Yeah, but, um, so. Poor Donnie. Yeah. Nah, really blanket over over eight of the nine of them. Um, 
from a speed map point of view, did you have did we have City Centre going forward and leading for a, a yard which is struggling quite a bit at the moment? I think they'll go forward. Uh, I know that Mitch Pateman will want to be positive on Princely Package yeah, as yeah. well, uh, whether he can get across and find the breeze. It wasn't a bad run last start, but it was aided by an on-speed track. Um, but again, yeah, it, I reckon there's half a dozen genuine chances in this. Yeah, well, I mean, Diamond Trade disappointed first up, but she was hard in the market and, you know, uh, is better than that. Uh, Fandiri was um, one of my horses to follow, but it's got a it's got a draw that's going to make it perhaps difficult. It's racing well. Uh, on Zaran is an interesting first upper. Dan Luciani uh, won a trial recently. So there's, as you said, it's it's a wide open start today. Universal Angel is out now. So um, is it? Yeah, it's a scratching. Mm. So for me, I, I was operating around the two Bruce Watkins trained runners here, Trade Fair Express and Peggy's Joy. They've drawn one and two. I reckon they can they can hold leaders back and uh, one one. And uh, I think either of them is looks the winner for me. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm somewhat with you there, Beige. I'm expecting early in the day. Um, there's definitely, just in general, earlier in the days uh, before the breeze has too much of um, a factor or a say in how races are run. It tends to be difficult to make ground, so I want to look at horses settling on or around the speed. I was hoping um, I was hoping Crip came out with guns a blazing on Peggy's Joy yeah. after a chat with Cora, but uh, mm. not to be unfortunately. But um, I think Peggy's Joy has jumped um, a lot better than its settling positions. Um, suggest uh, last start, last two starts it settled 9th of 12th and 12th of uh, 12 as well but it's jumped from 8 and 9 so Kyra and Jason the previous start have both jumped pretty well but had to restrain um, otherwise it would have been stuck deep so I think uh, Peggy's Joy can land on the back of City Centre and if that can give some type of kick or it lays off or Kyra can get out underneath uh, Princely Package who probably ends up outside the leader then I think it 10, 10 to 1 with the scratching of Pike's who was sort of the X-Factor horse, I yeah, guess, in this. Yeah. Um, I think each way, if you're looking for a bet in the first, well, I will be having a bet on it in the first, and that'll uh, that'll do me, I think, at 10 bucks. Yep, yep, too easy. So, yeah, uh, Terry's on Peggy's Joy and the value, and uh, that'll be a good, good uh, result for, for Cripper and Kira. Uh, yeah, and just for listeners, well. I have definitely haven't potted the horse, but... Um, <laughs> I better be careful. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not, not laying it, but... Um, I know, yeah, I know they like it. Uh, hadn't, hasn't had much luck. It's two of its three starts. Uh, but when I did speak to Bruce on Tuesday, he uh, he also likes his other one in the race. So mm-hmm. maybe a uh, Cornella. Could be a stable Cornella, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah, let's hope uh, Cora gets the uh, the right side of the exactor though, hey? Sounds good. Race two, the Amelia Park Plate, a rare full field for the two-year-olds. This is an 1,100-metre race. Interesting. Uh, littered with first starters uh, as well. Um, yeah, you've did you do the deep dive on this one, Terry? I was going to say it's interesting to see ATM back up off the three days here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is going to get going to get confusing. Funny to see him go around again. Uh, I haven't done a, a super deep dive. Um, there was enough to go through, and I honestly, the wind conditions from this meet absolutely gave me the. Um, the proverbials last night, but uh, there's a horse um, that I really liked. It's little four, not really like, but I thought it's 400 meter trial was um, solid enough. Um, and then last start uh, came out in the quickest last two after drawing wide. Chloe was forced to go back, and that's MTA, mm. not ATM. Um, I think from barrier one, looking at the speed uh, he showed in his 400 meter trial, I can't see a reason why he can't settle uh, on the back of the speed or. Potentially hold the top, but in a in a full field like this, they probably there probably will be several that 
want to go mad. Guard, it'll be coming across from 13. Uh, there'll be an absolute stack of speed in this race. So if Chloe can hold up, and especially if, if the rail is playing hot, as I suspect it might earlier in the day, um, and look at Dom to shoot as your current favourite. Has that changed, Beach? Yeah, that was that was an odd favourite. Odd, odd favourite for mm. me. Yeah. So oh. I think looking at it now, Sunny Silk's actually now your favourite. Mm. I mean, I Sunny Silk probably had the probably had its chance last start. I thought got to the top on a day where getting to the top, even though it had to do a bit of work to get there, was extremely advantageous. So. Um, I just think this at 18 to 1, I think that's, this could potentially be a crazy price. But I sounded like this about Dacia last week and it's, um, it ran Stone Muddlers. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm very happy having something small um, each way on MTA. And, and I want to look for um, Mombasa to improve. So I'm going to be having something small. Really like the way it hit the line over its last 100. Um, again, on that day where it was impossible to make ground, but um, no real. Strong convictions with the two-year-olds. Crip, you're not a big two-year-old man, are you? I have not put one second of thought into this race. Okay, I'm very good. Even love, knowing I, I was going to be on the podcast, I'm not going to try and be someone that I'm not. I'm uh, heavy reliant on data and I'm obsessed with numbers. So watching trials that only have a time next to them is just not my go. So I'll pass. Thank you. I like yeah. it. I, I, have, I, two-year-old I have to. I have to as, as part of my my um, content, content commitments. But... um. For me, I am in alignment with you, Terry. I mm. quite like MTA, and uh, it's uh, copped a pretty nasty um, check just prior to straightening and lost significant ground. Then was able to pick up and go again. I thought I thought the run was really f- full of merit. Uh, from one, it's going to get it's going to uh, if it gets crossed, it's going to be leaders back at worst. Um, this is this is a re- this this looks a really nice setup for for MTA. Um, surprised by the price? Yeah, a little bit, and also I'm surprised by the price of. I think the pick of the first starters is Jimmy Taylor trained surveillance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's eleven dollars um, at the moment, and I'm, I've, I had both of those. I had surveillance and MTA around the seven dollar mark. So um, yeah, I think we can. I can have something on. Both of those at, at, at a price, so I was I was operating around MTA or, or surveillance being the first uh, the best of the first starters. Probably back the pair at that price, can't you? Eighteens and elevens. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, Sunny Silk and Alma Talk are gonna uh, both have have admirers. They've got race experience as well, but uh, I'm not convinced about either of those two. So at those prices, like yeah, I'm I'm not sure about Dom to shoot at five dollars either. I had him a bit further out in the mm-hmm. market like that. So for me, it looks it looks set up nicely for either MTA or the first starter, surveillance. Well, next week, we've, as we touched on before, we got the Magic Millions. So you've got to think that any anyone, unless they wanted to really avoid Jammer's son, um, a lot of these probably just think we're probably not at the top line of two-year-olds. So most, with two-year-olds, there's not many feature races you get a proper chance to um, win because Bob wins them all, but Bob's not here, obviously. So um, I think you'll find there's no real superstars here. And um, yeah, I think this is the race where you can probably find some value in them. I'm with you, Beach. Mm. Pretty keen to have something on MTA. I'm, I'm sure there'll be some supporters for Neville Parnham's other runner guarded. It's This looked pretty pretty yeah. sharp at the trials. It just... If it's going to go forward from 13, it's, it's a, I think it's potentially three wide, three wide no cover, so it's going to be hard for, from was, out there. The reason I was happy to pop Madden a fortnight ago from the wide gate is I just, I just these two-year-olds, especially ones that haven't had a start, like the majority of these haven't, you just can't do work and win horse races. And you can't, you can't most of the time, unless you're really special, you can't take sits and win horse races. So, um, yeah, 
MTO. Yeah, just to give a guide, I don't think there's any world beaters in this. I, I think if Gemma's son was in this, he'd be dollar fifty, dollar sixty, something. I'd like take that. a dollar fifty, I reckon, just about. <laughs> yeah, so I reckon I'll have something on. So yeah, but that's yeah. Anyway, we um we we found a little bit of value there at the current prices, and it's uh it's just after eleven thirty on on Thursday morning for everyone looking for for a time reference there. So moving on to race three, it's the Crown Perth handicap over eighteen hundred meters. Cripper, would you like to take the lead on this race? Yep. Uh, um, Harry Thomas is a horse. I don't know why I like the horse so much because it's not a horse that's been overly profitable to me or I've backed a lot of times, but it's just a horse, I don't know, it probably fits my profile. It sits on speed, it uh, it rates really well, and, it, and it's just tough. So during the race, I had it clearly on top. Uh, I thought it would lead or, lead or sit outside Butterly Lad. Um, and from there, when doing the form, I was expecting there to be the easterly wind in, so uh, didn't expect there be it'd be hard to make ground. Um, Do you think but it fits your personality as well, just like an honest battler type yeah, of horse. A bit of an yeah. Honest battler, yeah. yeah, you can see yourself in yeah. Harry Thomas a little bit. Workman light just yeah. gets the job done. The parents <laughs> tossed up between Daniel and Harry when you were younger. Or? <laughs> so does, does the big show suit your your personality? <laughs> <laughs> <A bit> mercurial <laughs> Does often doesn't turn up. <laughs> but um, I think I had it marked. 250 and I really did think it was going to go up three dollars plus and I was pretty excited to have a bet at a price like that well the markets I was actually about to ask you have you realized the market's changed in the last 20 minutes what have we uh you can now get 270 Ooh. is about is that would that be a bet for you because I'm I'm hovering over it on my uh surely my little... it surely it's a gets out late but, where, but okay, you're telling me that Mycroft is three dollars thirty are they, are there, is there 60 cents in, in the difference? That, that is unbelievable. Where you, no, but tell me, where does the money come? That's all I want to know. I think there'll be money for Big Show. Do you? Yeah. Big okay. Show's just about ready, I think, but yeah. probably one runaway. Yeah. And that's probably also back to Harry Thomas. That's The Big Show could be the fly in the ointment. Mm. Mitch has every right to go forward today, I think, he when he gets to 1,800. And not that it's been jumping overly clean, but he might just want to work around him. But in saying that, if he finds the breeze... Harry Thomas probably gets a sit on him yeah. too, so it's not the end of the world. Yep. Uh, two seventy, it's touch and go for a horse that's not, you know, it's not a flashy horse. It actually does get well backed a it lot, does, especially it? late because it it's is in a, career it's a, best. It's you a could always horse, ride yeah. off its first twenty five run. I don't know how many runs it's had now, but it's it's just a different horse. Uh, it just I don't know. Ross Price has done an amazing job. It's been um, up since the war. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> just, it's, it's three weeks. Normally three weeks between runs now. So he's raced just, against Farlet first up, and yeah, <laughs> now, it's, now it's against this lot. Um, yeah, I'm with you with uh, the big show coming across. I think, um, especially with Mitch going on, I think that's a sign of intent from uh, from our mate D Mac. Yeah. Um, I think he'll go forward. And they've always seen they've always seemed happy to take a sit on Harry Thomas, like when they're on speed. I think going up to the 1800. Especially, yeah, 1800. Yeah. So yeah. I think Harry Thomas' chances will probably rest on the big show. So if the big show goes well and gives him a cart right into it, he might just be a little bit tough and a little bit uh, fitter. Um, not, um, yeah, probably fitter as well than the big show. Um, but if the big show's gone early and had enough, it might mean Harry Thomas has to make a longer yeah, run right, than anticipated. Yeah. And Shelby could nick it on Butterly Lad or even um, Mycroft could come across and end up on the back potentially of Butterly Lad. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard to tip anything but uh, Harry Thomas here really, isn't it? What's, what, what's a bet for you, Terry, for Harry Harry Thomas? Oh, I tell you, the, the current price is a, is a toss-up job. I initially um, marked it. Uh, I think I ended up having it around. Bear with me, two dollars and ten cents, which I can't believe I've got Harry Thomas at two dollars and ten cents. In saying that, 
I've got the big show at five dollars seventy. Mm. So at the moment, it's just about a, a double play. Mycroft at three thirty is uh, a long way under the odds. Um, I thought it might actually be the bet. Mm. I thought Mycroft might go up. Me too. Of I, I, I had double digits ups, or yeah. something. Yeah, I had Mycroft. 550. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, looking at that, I mean, purely looking at that, um, it's a bet. But I remember last time we had Crip on and we actually discussed a horse, Santa Brianna. And we both said, all right, we've marked this $1.60 or whatever. Yeah. And it was 210, 220 was available. And he said, have you backed it? And I said, no. Nah. I said, have you? He goes, no. Nah. And neither has did. There's just something about some horse you just don't feel super comfortable diving into the 270. We're going to get to other ones later I know mm. Cripper likes one in the last but uh, I'm sure he'd prefer to have all of his units uh, yeah just basically there's better spots to find at the shorts yeah. potentially so, so what, what, what are you recommending for the, for the listeners here Terry oh I'm not recommending a great deal to be honest mm. with you. I'm definitely not ruling out Harry Thomas as a bet but yep. I just think well, let's just see what happens between now and tomorrow with the early markets and try and get a better update on the win rating because um, I, I, yeah, I really like the horse uh, I had it priced Shorter than the 270, so yeah, we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. Now, what about Old Faithful uh, Dark Musket, Terry? No, it, it needs distance. <laughs> yeah, just uh, it should be 51. Yeah, I liked it last start, and that that broke my heart. I've had a January, I've had a January of heartbreak. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it absolutely broke my heart when Superior Smile gave a kick, and uh, it was my mate Chrissy Graham as well. He gave the uh, no, it wasn't. It was Peter Hall, wasn't it? Peter Hall wrote it Peter last Hall start. Superior Smile, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's an out and out stayer. Dark Musket cannot win this horse race. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think I think all things being equal, Harry Thomas should win. I don't know about the price for me. I was I was thinking he's more of a three dollar chance. Um, I don't really think Harry Thomas has ever been much shorter than a three dollar chance at any stage of its career. But Dan, I thought the biggest danger was the stable mate Mycroft. Its run was better than it looked on paper the other day. Got sort of got shunted. It was uh, a good on, run on straightening yeah. and uh, picked up late from four. Joey has a party's going to have it in a better spot. I actually tipped and backed it that day, and it was twenty six to twelve. Yes, so yeah. yeah. So they're the two. I think the stable mates are, are going to fight it out. But yeah, the big show. He, he he's just about ready to launch. I think so. Um, be interesting to see what the, how the market treats him on the day as well. Yeah, purely on current prices. Harry Thomas and the big show are both uh, over my rated prices, but. Yeah, my, my gut tells me Mycroft to win the horse race. But if there is any easterly in play, it makes it um, a lot harder task for Mycroft. But yeah, tough old uh, tough old betting race, that one, Beach. Okay, this is a really interesting, intriguing race for the three-year-olds. Race four, 1,100-metre handicap. Um, bit, of, bit of interesting form lines coming together. We get to really get a good look at how, I know, um, how good weapons are really is they've got a little bit of a spruik around about him um bolted in midweek last start but it runs into a, a good test here also it's important to know that Gestine, who's one of the one of the uh, major uh, genuine winning chances is also accepted to race in the breeders classic at bunbury on sunday so just keep that in your in the back of your minds when you when you're doing form for this race terry what are you what are your thoughts on on this three-year-old contest mate i was hoping you'd throw it at cripper first how, about, how are you going cripper you got uh, anything you want to uh no nah, i don't have too much i uh, i actually had sorry had Gestine on top but i think They've named a jockey up for Sunday, so it would not surprise me at all if they scratched. Mm. Uh, its run was huge last start. They went really fast, and the way it got stopped in its tracks in the straight, it had no would have won. It had no right to pick back up like it did. In saying that, it's still very sick. So I can just see it maybe getting posted, or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just 
I didn't really like the race. I thought it, I had on top in a really even race with probably half a dozen chances. The one when I sat down to do the race, uh, Weapon Sun's a favourite of mine. Had a, we had a good result on it last start. Uh, I think it was 3.20 into evens. Yeah. Uh, but from Barry 10, it's just not the quickest beginner. And last start, Harvey rode at a treat where he really controlled the pace. I don't think that it's every chance to get across to that or tomorrow. Or Saturday? At best, it finds the outside of modern times. At best. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's at very best. That's without Pike kicking up on chatter session or without, um, yeah, a number of Snippy miss, things occurring. blinkers on and jade on could easily go yep. forward. Yep. So, what are they going to do with Holy Ghost? Went really good, ridden cold the other day. Um, just take, a strong one. Like, it's probably take, going to have to try and hold a spot. No, just, it doesn't need to hold a spot because it's drawn two, but it'll cross the horse underneath it comes a time. But so, it, it yeah. doesn't need yeah. to be... Um, it, it's naturally quite a, a quick beginner. It's led several times in its career. They don't need to go further back just because it's settled that far back. It will land on the back of Christian modern times. I'm pretty comfortable um, box in saying that. In the box set, yeah, yeah, I think so. just depends if modern times gives it the right kick um, and gets going in the straight. If it lays off, it allows it to get through. It's one of those ones that's off 35 days, which I'm a little bit... Um, uh, so so about, but if Weaponton does get all the way around and find the um, find the breeze, I, again, like Cripper, I think it's going to have to do a lot of work. It's not a horse that musters uh, or steps cleanly at all. Um, but I think Chatter Session could be the one. Um, Interesting riding bookings here. Yeah, it is. Pike on Chatter Session after Brad Parnham won on it last start, and Brad Parnham's riding Apache Pass. So mm-hmm. interest and Pike has got off. Snippy Miss, and who will be ridden now by Jay McNaught. So there's a bit of um, musical chairs going on here. So interesting to see how, how this plays out. Pike seems to be out of favour with the Durant camp, actually. Beige. There's a lot of rides where he hasn't got rides, and CJP's riding, Raza Party's riding, or even um, Jade midweek. So I'm not sure if he was offered the ride. I know. I mean, obviously you'd you'd, you'd find it uh, you'd find it strange if if he wasn't. But um, no, this is another race, uh, another one of many today, which I'm... Um... I'll quick, can I just quickly touch on Chatter Session? Uh, it, won a, it won its maiden over 1,200 really well and then mm. dropped back to 1,000. And I remember I black booked it that day because I just thought that it just didn't have enough ground uh, or enough distance. It got back, chopped out that day as well. Yeah, and it came again late, but it really, it looked like it flattened out at the top of the straight. So... A slight query on that horse for me if the 1100 is a little bit short. I reckon it's looking for 1200 plus. Yep. Okay. Very, uh, very good point. Where are you looking here, Beach? Well, I just, just Weapon Sun was the my was my on top from a market point of view. It was the my highest rated runner, and I just had no real conviction with this race. So I just went in my market order really, which was Weapon Sun on top from Guestine. Holy Ghost and Chatter Session, so, um, but no real, real confidence in, in, if yeah, it's it's the the modern times thing. Like if, if modern times being in the race is is the leader, and I imagine claiming three with Christy Bennett on top, it's gonna it's gonna roll. And uh, even Pikey couldn't really hold it up too much the other day. It likes to free wheel, so maybe that might play into Weapon Son's hand because he can sort of just work forward and and get a nice drag into the race. But, um, but yeah, it's. I don't know. I think this is a bit of a fact-finding mission for me, just to see exactly where Weapon Sun is at. Uh, there's a few horses in here that have, that have got um, a bit of talent too. That are racing a couple of first uppers that are showing a bit. But uh, yeah, I'm probably going to sit this one out at the moment. I think so. Good decision. Yeah. Sounds like we're all sitting this one out, doesn't it? Yep. 
Got especially, especially with the confusion about Gestein at the moment as well. Hundred percent. So, so I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I really like Gestein, but um, it's hard to hard to really um, come to her with the current set of circumstances. If there is that track bias in play, I think Chatter Session will be in position A, and um, and Pike's a very interesting appointment. But in saying that, so will Holy Ghost. So, yeah, no, the current prices that one can go through to uh, Timmy Payne, I reckon. The feature race of the day, the scenic. Blast. Are you doing the uh, mastermind now or are doing after the race? After the race, yeah. After the race, okay. Yep. So, yeah, the Senior Blast Stakes, $100,000 listed race, 1,200 metres. Geez, he was a good horse. A champion sprinter he was. Well, scenic, scenic Blast. I think he didn't quite win in America. Ran second in the group one in America. Oh, okay. But, um, he, yeah, he was he was something something pretty special mm. for. Took Danny Morton on, on a hell of a ride, and actually. Crossed the world, this horse. So, um we get to uh, see Valarode in action again after he won the, the Miss Andretti, but he's going to be facing um, a real up-and-coming sprinter. Uh, good test for uh, the exciting cup night. Anyone of you guys uh, interested in taking on the fave here? Uh, I'll just basically, I spent, uh, it's a seven-horse field, and I spent about 35 minutes on this speed map. The most important part for me is looking at the fact Valarode was on the perfect part of the track last start on the back of a horse who gave a really nice kick and yeah, he got off and he won really easily and I'm interested to hear um, what Cribber's got to say, read the, the numbers and how good that win was and probably tell me how far he should win this race by. But it's really interesting. So I've got Belter crossing Wrinkley back to the 1200. Yep. I think that's probably the likely outcome. I was going to ask you about that actually. I think yeah. I actually, when I did my speed map, I wrote, it's just whether Brad Parnham wants to be crossed or not. I think Wrigley can hold the front if he wants to lead. Yeah, okay. And I was going to ask you what your thoughts were. Does really ping well for Brad Parnham. I said last week, uh, was it Wrinkley race last week? I said last week that um, Wrinkley's a horse on its day. Some days it just doesn't go that much early. You have to really muster it. And last week was one of those days you knew it was going to run a good race because its first 100 metres was fluent and it wanted to be there. So... Pretty confident. Um, I think Brad I Parnham... Think, I think Belter will lead. Yeah, I think Belter will lead, but I think it's interesting what Cripper says. If he's got that as the map, because I, I can't see any reason Wrinkley would want to hand up. It's not going to win the race from the back of the leader, um, but I just think Belter will be able to cross um, Wrinkley. Um, I then think Valarode actually does begin pretty well, will come across with Belter. And then our favourite, our boy, Baraki Beats, is the fly on the ointment horse. So Mm. it'll muster. There'll be no plans to go back. There'll be no plans to do anything besides try and go forward, run them along, get outside the leader. It'll be interesting to see that the two options I had here were Pike kicks up and says, I'm going to try and stay on the out. I don't want to be on the back of Baraki Beats because it's going to be the first horse beaten. Um, Or the other option is Pike kicks up, stays on the outside of Belter, but then he's got Tash 3D chucking it on him. So that's what I found really interesting in regards to either way, it probably doesn't end up that good for Valor Road. No. Like try and give me the try and give me the, the speed map where Valor Road gets the perfect trail on the back of a good horse. There isn't the option unless 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 uh, as Cripp suggested that Wrinkley holds up, Belter is outside the leader, and then Valor Road could have the back of Belter. That is probably exactly But then again, um, Barricky Beats is leading up the three wide. Yeah, exactly attacking, right. So. Exactly right. So I mean Cup Knight is obviously the runner we're about to discuss, mm. but I've got Cup Knight clearly being the slowest runner over the first 100 metres in this race, as, as I'm sure everyone does. Cup Knight, I'm just concerned Carberry goes back to the fence uh, and looks for runs. Um, he'll, he'll follow Pike, surely. Well, I, that's, I potentially have, I don't think he'll be able to go with him early. Um, there's a chance Don't Fuss could end up on the back of Valor Road and he ends up on the back of Don't Fuss. 
Um, but yeah, very interesting runner. I know you've got a pretty good read on um, Cup Night, Bernard. Mm. Um, trained by Bernie Miller, Bernard. Very good. What's <laughs> my your my, uh, what's... my old T ball coach, by the way? Really? Yeah. Hello, Bernie. Shout out. How to Bernie. were you at T ball? Yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting a ball off a tee. It seems a little bit. Uh, you think about it in retrospect, it seems a little bit uh, simple, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's even throwing you the pill. Anyway, cup night, what do we think? Coming from the guy who spends his life watching horses run around yeah. a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point, yeah. And, and yelling them. Yelling, <laughs> yelling at them, uh, yeah, a lot. I think cup night can win. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, He just keeps stepping up to the plate every, every time Bernie Miller asks him to, to make that leap in, in class. Um, he he was at the end of his prep when he ran into a pretty pretty um, hot uh, talent were coming in the Northern Cup at his first crack at a mile. Bernie Miller tipped him out after that, saving him for uh, 2020. He's had two uh, two trials, which I like, leading into this first up assignment. And um, if because there's because the the speed's going to be on, like Belter only really knows one way. I think Paddy can afford to be able to bounce. Be positive with Cup Night early. Try to hold the back of Valarod, follow Pikey everywhere he goes, and and without cooking cooking him in some respects. So I think saved up for one run, tracking the favourite Valarod Cup Night for me. He has like he has the closing speed and he's got six kilo weight advantage uh, to just nail him late. Anyone agree? <laughs> uh, I'm interested to hear. Uh, yeah, crit with the numbers here. Yeah, so I, I somewhat disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, about Terry, about Valarode last start where you said had the good trail on Belter. Sure, he did, but he just didn't get out for the first, I reckon, 100, 150 metres yeah, of the a, straight. Like, he was in a pocket. Job, yeah. And when he got that that ounce of luck or the, the gap, Pike only whipped him twice and he put two lengths on that field in the blink of an eye. I thought it was... A devastating turn of foot. Mm. Sometimes with a big weight, being not having to make a sustained run can be an advantage. But I can I can definitely see that. I was actually no, gonna. I'm with you, Krabar. I reckon that was almost one of the best wins of his. Yeah, the rail was also best. red hot He's, as well. You got to remember, he went, he went to the line in cruise mode. But if so. he didn't win, that would he would have been a moral beat. Like I think he got out with enough time. That was a he did. That's a weak horse race. But a lot of you see a lot of horses who get out with that amount of time left and then can't pick up the leader. Yeah, yeah. And he just. He did it so easily. Like, he made it look like Belter was tied to the running rail. Um, what did they say? Uh, nailed to the... Nailed, nailed to, to the... We're getting biblical now. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I just thought uh, it was a superb run. Obviously, the 60 kilos is a slight query, but... Class. Class. I thought class would prevail here. I mean, you know, you, you talk about the horse horses back that he might be on in Barrakee Beats, but... I know this is a different kettle of fish, but last start winner, only beaten a length the start before. Surely he can take him into the Surely he can run 800 metres of What are the numbers say for you? Uh, so Cup Knight's a horse that's always been a thorn in my side. Uh, it's A, a back marker. Mm. B, until last prep, it never rated well. So I've always, I've never been able to find it as short as what it's been. Mm. But in saying that, its last win was its career best rating and that rating was better than what Valorode's ever done. I beat the Velvet King that day. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, yeah, I was remember. on the Velvet King. Thank you. If yeah. you can, <laughs> if you and laid off badly, I remember that. Uh, if you can, um, if Cup Knight can be within two or three lengths and Valarode on the turn uh, with a six kilo weight swing, do you think it gets past it? Yeah, uh, that that's two or three lengths. I think three lengths probably not. 
But I just if he's if he's coiled up and and Barricky beats lands outside leader and, and Pikey's got got some decisions to make, um, whether he, he fans or, or whatever. Cup Knight's just the sort of horse he can when he goes, he geez, he's got a he's got an exceptional turn of foot. Um I might be looking at Cup Knight through rose coloured glasses, but we'll know post race on, on Saturday. But I'm I really think that he can he can he can do the job. Mm-hmm. Uh no no doubt Valor Road is all class. He's a very, very good horse. Um he's Obviously, I think I had him dollar seventy five. He's dollar eighty five at the moment. I was dollar seventy five Valor Road, four dollars Cup Night. So um, the market's about where, where I had it. But um, yeah, in say, I've I've been spruiking Valor Road this whole race. Yet I've got him two dollars ten. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's under my price. I won't be betting in the race, but I definitely won't be betting around Valor Road. What were your prices, Terry? Uh, two twenty Valor Road, three forty five Cup Night. Um, with a notation that if Barricky Beats finds the outside the leader Belter, Belter leads. Um, and there is the Eastley in play, which one of the forty seven websites suggests there might be. Um, Belter can win the horse race. Um, because it's such an advantage being in that position. Um, with the low weights, so mm, twelve hundred um, meter uh, Ascot specialist as well. But yeah, I'm at five bucks, which you can get readily at the minute. I'm happily. Um, I'm happy being on Cup Night. I obviously gunned my head. I'd like to. I'd say Valor Road is, is the one to beat, but um, yeah, at five bucks, you're getting the right price to to find out about that. So yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I'm going. I'm I'm um, happy to play Cup Night. So okay, good luck. Okay, it's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Quiz. Uh, thanks to Ian O'Connor and the guys at the Mundaring Hotel. We have four quiz questions for you today. Hundred dollar gift voucher up for grabs, and they're all. Uh, they're all themed around the mighty Scenic Blast. So question one, what year did Scenic Blast finish second in the Karakata Plate and who rode him that day? Question two, name the horse Scenic Blast chased home in the Caulfield Guineas. Question three, in what year did Scenic Blast win the Lightning Stakes, Newmarket Handicap and King's Stand that was at Royal Ascot and who was the rider on each of those occasions? And the last question, this will be good if, if you can get this one right, guys. So question four, name the five countries the Globe Trotting Scenic Blast raced in over his career. Five countries? Five. Well, hey. So there are the four questions, guys. Good luck. Make sure that you, when you enter, you direct message them to us at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter. And uh, again, $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel to the winner of this week's WA Racing Mastermind. Yeah, it sounds like you're going to earn it this week, uh, Bernard. Yeah, and um, just going back and reviewing Scenic Blast's career, uh, I, yeah, it's just remarkable. Yeah, some really of the horses is. he raced against and some of his performance, like what a what a star, what Scenic an absolute Blast star. And, uh, Scenic Shot gave him a fair ride, didn't they? Old, they did. Uh, D Morton. So. They did. So um, that's uh, so. Yeah, if you get all four questions correct, good on you guys. You're a real racing mastermind. So first leg of the quaddy, it's time for race six, the Jason Oliver Memorial Handicap over fourteen hundred meters, and there's another shorty odds on pop going around here, uh, coming around. Can mm. we get this favourite beat? I wanted to try and get a beat, but uh, I can't really. Oh, God, I can't really find too much of a way to get a beat. This is a really poor horse race, hey? Um, for a 72-plus event, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six of the 10 runners that aren't even rated um, at the minimum mark. So 
I, I I think coming around to horse, you want to try to get beaten because last start, Pike hopped off and said, yeah, he felt like he peaked on his run. Albeit it was the only horse that made good ground down the centre of the track uh, besides Morning Song in that staying race where probably had the ability to do so. But I don't know. This, this should be winning, but at $1.80, oh, God, I don't want to get involved. Crip? No. I, this doesn't look like your profile of the horse. It's definitely not my profile, but like you said, Coming around last start was huge. Like that track was on the 18th of January was so leader bias. And I remember I did try and get it beat last start. And I remember as soon as the race finished, I said to myself, I said, don't try and do that again. This horse is a serious race horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, in saying that, when I was doing the form last night uh, with the Easterlies, I started trying to get it beat again, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I came up with... Pundas have memories of goldfish, don't uh, they? I know. I... Uh, I came. I thought the value was going to be my Greek boy purely because it had such a bad prep last prep, and I thought maybe they'll just forget about the horse that it that it used to be because uh, it was you know its trials were good leading into its first up run where it got posted deep and and it looked sort of back to its not sure best but usual self. So, but in saying that, I think it went up six bucks and it's out to eights now and mm. it's still. If I'm going to bet around the favourite in this race, I want to be on saying each way, and I don't really back him at $8 each way. So, yeah, look, long story short, uh, I think coming around wins, but won't be taking the $1.80. The mm-hmm. other one, and this is, again, when I thought the Eastleys was was, uh, was in play, was Avidus. Uh, I thought that was a maddie. Um, first two runs of the prep were quite good, and then its third run was on a day where you just needed cover, and it sat outside the leader and sort of weaken, which is fair enough. And then mm-hmm. last start didn't get anywhere near the speed. Blinkers go on. That's can, a sign of intent, isn't it? Sign of intent. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if that can sit outside my Greek boy, then I thought that could run a race. But again, not keen to play early. would rather see what the track's doing by by the afternoon. Tell you what, Creeper, if you ever look at my screen right here down the bottom, you're probably uh, exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. If it's leaders, look at my Greek boy in Avidus. But uh, yeah, very hard to get involved early. Bernard, are you, uh, you going to lead us into something? No, I just think... You're a Greek boy fan? I am a Greek boy fan. I think he... There's only... Who's got the peak, who's got the peak performances to, to actually take it up to coming around? It's either my Greek boy or Frio. Um, at his very, very best. I thought there were signs that he was heading in a positive direction in the Mungrup sprint last start. I can't really see coming around, get beat, but for me, it's either going to be Greek boy or, uh, sorry, my Greek boy or Frio, but pretty keen that coming around will just find a way to, to, to dispose of these. Like you, it's not a great, like you mentioned, Terry, it's not a great race. He's just, and I think when we flag coming around as a horse to follow, I think you even said on the pod that he's going to win his next three or four race, races straight. So just follow him wherever you can. I just wanted to get your take on Malian McNaught, mm. skin and tins, Barrier. down in weight. Uh, does it... Does it tick any of your boxes, Terry? Jade's going to have to ride a special, but if Jade can land in the 1-1, one, one, um, which isn't an impossibility. We saw her do it um, on Rebel Yell from a wide gate, two starts in a row not long ago. Uh, if she can land the 1-1, one, one, it can definitely win the horse race, but you're probably 3-1 to one or 4-1 to one for her to get that spot in the running, and then from there she has to still win the race. So um, the 10 bucks or whatever she is is, is probably the right yeah. price. Um, two interesting runners. So it's 6 Six fifty. Oh yeah, it's it's hard from Barry Ten to take that price. Um, I, I can understand if money came. Um, if some if they people want to oppose the favourite, especially mm. if they're going to go forward with just fifty two and a half. But um, 
Yeah, it's just the barrier makes it so difficult. But uh, two runners I wanted to quickly discuss. They're, they're both flying, um, but their total unknowns at the 1400 are Speeding Comet and Star Glitter. Mm. Uh, they've had, both had pretty long careers and only been tested once at the 1400, both a million, um, uh, a million years ago. So it'll be interesting to see if either of those can run out a strong 1400. And if so... Neither is a complete impossibility if there yeah, is a chink. Think, don't think Spinning Comet's raced in a 14 since the size Sires, produce yes, states in his two-year-old two year. Old year. Um, but he's he's really tough, racing really well at the moment. Um, and um, But yeah, like it just, it looks like coming around's race and maybe maybe late on uh, on the Betfair exchange might, might be some value in some of the some of the horses that, that potentially could, could knock him off, but yeah. Crip, you're doing a quad, are you standing out coming around or you're uh, taking a couple of others? It'll all be dependent on the way the track's playing. Yeah. I think, I was just thinking then, if I'd coming around Mark $2.60, thinking it was going to be an on-pace track, mm -hmm. if it if the Southwest is in and they're making ground, I could easily take 210, 220 on Betfair late. Uh, 100%. Uh, and that and the other thing with you, Beige, what you said about Freo, like, you know, used to be a, look like we're going to have a special horse on our hands, mm -hmm. but the only thing... I've got with that is if we're going to get coming around beat, I think it's a horse that's sitting up the front who's going to catch a break on it. Mm. Whereas Frio is probably going to be making his run with coming around. And I just don't think that he's going to be out, be able to out sprint him from the same position. My Greek boy has been a uh, giant killer in years gone by, knocking mm -hmm. off a couple of dollar fifty pops. Western Temple once at a dollar thirty, but that's a extremely good point. If sometimes I say to someone like, "Okay, so you're going to tip a horse like say Star Glitter, or you're going to tip a horse uh, like Freo, but how is it going to win?" So yeah. it has to out sprint coming around um, from a unless obviously luck plays a part, but it, it's going to have to out sprint coming around from a the same position. Whereas a horse on speed can actually get a, a kick on it, and coming around can be flashing late but just not get there. So um, yeah, that's spot on. Good race, but um, well, actually, no, it's not that good a race. It's, not like, it's, it's an absolute shocker. Um, yeah, no, no interest. Wait for the pattern. If there's Definitely, if there's a bias, we'll look at my Greek boy, I think. Cool. All right, race seven, Adrian Chan Memorial Handicap, 1600 meter graduation. Um, this uh, Peter's Investments runner has come up a fairly short. Um, mm. Inspirational girl, around 225 best on offer at the moment. Uh, she's got barrier 10 to uh, contend with but i tend to think that that pikey might opt to um head forward uh from that gate um inspirational girl and he wouldn't want to let the informed front runner and likely leader uh, patristic uh, patristic get too far away terry informed christy bennett yes and Jane Bustlinger. And Jane Bustlinger, yeah. We uh, well, we saw Inspirational Girl at, uh, at her first two career runs settled um, just off the speed, albeit she did have um, the good gates those, those two days. But I do think this is a race where you can really, again, we're going to probably sound like broken records here, but this is really about pattern. Mm. Um, if, if it's suiting horses on the speed... It's going to be really hard to catch Patristic. Like this is I, I, this is absolutely flying at the moment. You can probably get a, a read through its form with Butterly Lad earlier in the day, um, who should be able to lead probably a harder race than this. Um, Definitely, but I've got um, yeah, but I've got I've got Patristic crossing and leading this um, pretty comfortably. I think Bossy Rose and uh, Dicoletto will roll forward and, and settle just in behind, but. Even with the rate, weight rise, if the fence is hot, the easterly is in, um, Patristic's going to be really, really hard to get past. While on the other hand, uh, if the southwesterly is in and um, 
and they are making ground. Inspirational Girls' last effort um, just said, be on me next start. Yeah. So um, it's pretty hard to go much wider than that. Uh, there is one horse who I think will improve dramatically. I was going to ask Cripper actually. Did Kyra say anything about uh, how Paddy Shadow went um, down in the Mungrup over the unsuitable 1200? Uh, yeah, I I think that they thought after the race, I'm not sure how hard it tried. Didn't uh, His heart rate wasn't uh, exactly okay. yeah, blowing up the heart rate monitor yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the gps yeah might have just obviously probably that run was the distance was a little bit short for it so it gets up to the mile and the second quickest last 200 meters of the race yep. for those playing at home and it's a, it is a mile specialist as well um going back through it's for all four wins have been over the mile last campaign they tried to stay all campaign it was honest just honest 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 um second spiritual warrior third spiritual warrior fourth night of Rue. but i don't think it's an out and out 2000 meter horse um if there's a horse that is going to upset the favored pair here uh, i think you'll find it's paddy shadow and it's a definite for the quaddies for me um at around 12 bucks it's probably not far from a little each way bet to be fair but again i'm gonna wait for the pattern on the day i think before making any firm decisions bernard yeah i i think it's it's as the market suggests it's a two-horse race uh, between patristic and um, inspirational girl i've got inspirational girl i marked her favorite and had her on top in my selections uh like you i went for a third potential third option and that third option for me is go crying i really liked its first up run just got put in a pocket by uh, Peter uh, by William Pike on coming around first up. I think you were on that day, yeah, right? Yeah, I was on going crying first up. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I thought it was a good run. What do uh, you think of the ride? Yeah, I, yeah. Look, I said to her, <laughs> he's going to choose different words than he used to me. I think <laughs> I'm kidding. I was talking to Digby after. I think the day after, or maybe when I saw him next, Digby Beecham, uh, Nucky's manager, and he just thought that he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't get out in time to uh, not let coming around put him in a pocket. So mm-hmm. Pike was too good. But yeah, he hit the line well. Slight query now if he might be a Belmont horse. Um, I think what the stats say, yeah, seven goes now Ascot and hasn't been able to break through because he is a horse that even from the good gate, I can't imagine he'd settle too close. Mm-hmm. He likes to sort of roll around the turn, uh, balance up and then let down. So again, it's a pattern thing really, isn't it? If they're getting out into the middle into the middle of the straight a bit and, and sort of circling and running on, then he's he's an option, I suppose. But um but yeah, can you can you see anything outside of the top two in the market? Uh, no, but in, so again, doing my form last night, thinking it was going to be a leader's track. I had patristic uh, clear favourite over Inspirational Girl. I marked them equal favourites. Yeah, know. so uh, I think that the two dollars twenty five is very short. Just mm. you guys got any thoughts on? Does Inspirational Girl have issues? Twenty eight days between runs. It's quite lightly raced. Tongue, we... tongue tie on as well. Not that that suggests an issue, but um, yeah, hundred percent it does. I mean, I already flagged that when it raced first up at the fourteen hundred. Um, prior to that, it was it was nominated and it was accepted to start and was scratched. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I I think you are a very very brave man, despite the colours and the um the bloke sitting on top of the horse. You're a very brave man or woman. Um, Taking two dollars twenty uh, about a horse who clearly does have some issues, drawn wide um, with the potential easterly in play. So, 
Um, yeah, it's it's a very interesting race, but another race that's just so dependent. I, I'm usually a big pre-post investor, and I love getting involved early and having a nice, uh, strong opinion before they jump. But this really is a meet um, where you really, for for the majority of these races, you need to keep your powder dry until um, until you can determine how they actually how the track is playing because it will have such a major impact on these results. Yeah, I just reckon if if it was it will guarantee to get an easily win in a leader bias track, I might have uh, taken. Um Taking a leaf out of you, Terry, and uh, Peter McCormick's book, and could have been my first Betfair lay. Oh, so, really? Yeah. You know, I'm waiting for you to chime in yeah, at some I'm, stage. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm going to You're chime on the in. Cusp? Yeah, yeah. I'm, All right. I've been thinking All about right. it. So, yeah, take the inspiration out of what you guys do. Yeah. I think it's really good. So we better follow. If you don't follow him already, you better follow Cripper Daniel Cripps on Twitter yes. to get all. If if you if you're interested in uh, getting some of the what's the handle the overs, yeah, uh, Cripper underscore nine two. So especially if you like backmarkers, then uh, you, know, you might be able to find some better we, we prices. Might have, we, I might be doing a bit of work yeah, with yeah. you. I reckon. Yeah, I'll text you first. You know, first dibs. <laughs> so yeah, but in saying that, won't be doing that uh, this week. Just oh, because I did my ass last week. You know, I, I laid um, Nicole Hopwood from Barrier 15 uh, and she's ridden an absolute gem. Well, she probably got a little bit lucky that Peter Hall went around her on Mr. Crumpets and gave her the card up. But uh, yeah, so no, it didn't go too well. The other one's uh, Lady Indian Pacific and laid, uh, what was the other one? I too laid, close to um, Sun, did you know? No, I didn't end up laying that. I, 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 I wish I did, obviously. Uh, and I laid, uh, put a spell on you. So um, Too close to Sun's an interesting one. Like, I was the same as you, wanted to take it on, but... Obviously, when you do these lays, you think that you're going to get a better price late where you can chop out, but too close to sun just could have been a huge money horse. It, yeah. it wasn't, but you just know that it could have been. It was a scary one. In the end, the reason I didn't is I was heavily invested Burning Pride and uh, Aconite. So it was basically going to mean if I lost, it probably was too close to sun, which beat me. Not only do I lose those two investments, but I lay the winner. So it just it just would have compounded um, the misery, and there's been enough of that in January for me. So Yeah, so if you've got a Betfair account, guys, follow Terry and, and Cripper on Twitter and Pete McCormick. Yeah, and, um, yep. and you can you can get some 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 early early value mm-hmm. um, from the from the pro lays as they call it. So moving on to race eight, the Hannah Dixon Memorial Handicap over twelve hundred meters, tough race, tough race, tough um, race. Good one though, really good betting medium though. Um, cracking one i'm pretty sure that there'll be varied opinions um about uh about this event um i don't have a, a super strong lean but price wise i i've i've marked hoboken significantly shorter um than the price uh he's gone up what were you I was about six dollars fifty. Nine dollars for both. Yeah, yeah I, I thought when I well, I thought when I'd marked it that I might have been a little bit biased in that sense. Sometimes you already know which way you're going to go. But yeah. um, it's interesting to note that Steve Parnham had the choice of um, Fairview, Fairview, Hoboken, or the Naconian, uh, and has opted for Fairview. I, I thought he might uh, stick with Hoboken. Three starts ago against the Central Spice, probably should have gone very close to winning. Got run uh, off his legs against Fabagino. Happy, and then Jade found a little bit of trouble in the straight. That was a weird old day. Happy forgetting about that. Last start in a pretty slowly run race, Jordan Turner probably should have stayed closer to the fence and taken um, the the inside runs, and or look, at least look for the inside runs. But he found some trouble in the straight. Ended up running the quickest last two for the day. Um, thought it was really impressive. Think this horse is better over a thousand, not the twelve hundred of this event, which concerns me. But I think from barrier six. And as I touched on earlier, a lot of these horses later in the day are winning with gap runs. So I'm hoping Brad actually tucks up sort of four pairs back. And and while we're not having a huge amount of it at the moment, I'm hoping um, he rides it for a little bit of luck. And I think at about 18 to 1 at the moment, um, that's worth something small on each way, guys. 
Yeah, Hoboken was a horse that just keeps finding a way into my black book. Mm. The only query I had, I don't have any stats to back it up, but a few good judges have told me that sometimes it can be a case of horses that can be really good 1,000-meter horses but not be able to perform yep. over 1,200, and sometimes there's vice versa where they're good over 1,200 but they drop back to 1,000 and, and they can't do that either. So I think Hoboken... Is it a thousand meter specialist? Are we, yeah. Do we have any concerns about the twelve hundred? Hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would have. I would have been uh, a lot happier with this race over a thousand. I'm very concerned uh, about the barrier. I'm um, sorry about the distance. Uh, that's probably why I probably had it. I probably would have had it shorter than six fifty if this was over a thousand. To be honest, um, but I'm just hoping he gives it a soft twelve hundred. That's the plan. Yeah. Rides it for luck. Uh, rides even maybe three pairs back, one off. Four pairs back, one off. Um, yeah, I'm not brimming with confidence here. And I, as I said, I definitely do think this will be a better horse over the 1,200. But if you look at his 1,200 starts, he's had nine goes for one win, two thirds. Two of those were first and second up um, this campaign. If you look at his first and second up stats, he's had 12 goes for two placings. He's not a horse um, that goes fresh. So while his last three runs have been his best three runs this campaign, that's natural for this horse to build into it. Um, he's as fit as he's going to be. Um, I, I like Brad um, riding it. He owes me from Uni Bell yesterday. I just think at eighteen to one, it's worth a little spec. But uh, yeah, as Crip said, I'm I'm very concerned about the twelve hundred mate. Anything come up in in your ratings, Crip? Yeah, look, when I downloaded the meeting on my data and watched the trial of lipstick flickers, I thought, oh, here we go. This mm. is going to be a high, a really high confidence bet. Uh, but when I delved into the race further i'm just not convinced that it's a fresh horse and i'm this is where i've been influenced by maybe more recent results with diamond trade ran quite poorly first up and they had a first starter on monday as well the, uh, rob and todd F harvey fire goddess. fire goddess who also just sort of whacked away so i'm just wondering whether their horses are good to go first up it's over 1200 just the one trial and it's been 180 odd days between runs if this horse was third up from the data I've got, it'd definitely be a bet. And it still, mm. I think it opened up nine bucks on tab, which is which was overs. Mm. Uh, it's into about five fifty or six dollars. Good judge to nick the nine bucks, <laughs> didn't it, Chris? Pat on the back to Terry there. Uh, yeah. So, and I think it's first and second up stats are now. It's had three goes first up and three goes seconds up, and hasn't won yet. So, yeah. Long story short, initially thought it was going to be one of my better bets of the day, but um, I've cooled right off after having a proper look at it. Uh, I think it's a horse, its trial was outstanding. It's definitely a horse to follow going forward, but probably won't get mine on Saturday. That crop of three-year-olds has been super impressive too, haven't they? The way they've gone on with it since then. So it comes, like it was competitive against showmanship and even supported, I think, against showmanship. Yeah, so. I was on it yeah. that day. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just got, got nailed late. Didn't was it? in yeah. the queue at the two hundred. <laughs> showmanship was off the bit. Right, I think you won showmanship. Yeah, there's a big yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah, big chance. That sounds like my type of horse, and it sounds like your yeah, type of horse. Exactly. Actually, yeah. we might be touching on showmanship. Later we might be. Later yes. Later Whatever happened well. to hang around? Funders? So, um, yeah, for me, I I, uh, I I was looking to be on both plutocracy and uh, lipstick flickers. Um, State attorney is was was always going to open fave. I think um, just got just got uh, bunched up and cramped for room in in the Flower of War race at Pinjarra second up the other day and pulled hard. And I see they put a noseband on to try to get this get this. this he's his own worst enemy. State attorney to get him to, to settle. Potentially you know the problem with state attorney is as well. It's not that good. Potentially, mm. but this this is this isn't 
a race full of superstars so it was really like um but he was always going to be in the market that was my point and, mm. and so i was looking at plutocracy and uh and lipstick flickers as as the two to been around him i suppose uh they've been kind of found uh which around the five or six dollars is probably probably about right for, for what i'm looking for uh they were my they were my two um, and like you, I've have been tracking Hoboken as well, and um, and he was he was he was in the mix as well. But for me, I'm thinking that uh, lipstick flickers from the draw, low weight, um, just from a talent point of view, I think she can she can run a really big race. And plutocracy just he just hasn't had any luck lately, and he's just he's he, he's How about got, his last effort. Oh, it was fought it the entire, um, just just couldn't quite get over the top of Chick's pick. Uh, Chris Parnham is going to have to weave a bit of magic from eleven to. Five, but if if they are, if the pattern has is is appropriate later in the day, then I think plutocracy is the one. So mm-hmm. one, we should just touch on quickly how much speed is in this race. Mm-hmm. I won't rattle them all off, but nearly half the field will looking will be looking to settle in the top two or three. So yep. they will they will fly early. It's uh, really interesting. If there is, this is a race where I, I think I've got a, a lot of time for the Deconian. I really like Jada on a horse that can roll in front as well. Do, do you give the Deconian any chance of, if, if it is a massive leader by today, can the Deconian, because I don't think Gisato's all that quick early. Yes, in Gerald at Ping the Gates and, and it, it gets him with the low weight um, with the former apprentice on. I think Lipstick Flickers, they'll be happy taking a sit if yep. they all come across. Deconian can, can lead if they, if they want, want it to. For sure. Yeah, I think yeah. and I think if if this is a leader by his day, I want I want to be on the Naconian without doubt. I think they sit on Machino Miss now. Um, yeah, Machino Miss is the interesting one because it won so well first up leading, but then failed second up. So yeah. now it'll be interesting they go back to yeah, the, the initial plan on how the horse races. For sure. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, if it's a leader by his day, I um I would definitely be have having something on the Naconian um at around the fifteen dollar mark, but. Again, Nang- Nanga Parbat. Nanga Parbat. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon they'll be able to get across Nanga. What's Chloe going to do on Laurentinia? I just think they'll be happy giving it a run. I think this is a glorified barrier troll here. Go um, back. Go back. Sit wide. Follow Plutocracy, who might lead up a three wide line. I don't know. I, to be honest, I wasn't too concerned. Re Laurentinia. I, I just don't think um, this is its race fresh. But in saying that, it was. Uh, you spoke about a thorn in your side earlier. It was definitely a thorn in my side last campaign. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, interesting speed map, interesting race, and um, this is a it, this is a race as as Cripple Editor. There's a lot of speed in this. So even if they are playing, um, even if it is playing a bit on pace, this might be a race where something can come through and uh, make some ground and maybe, they'll, maybe they'll like a, a Fairview or something like that. Maybe yeah, yeah, like a Hoboken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. So, alrighty, so. Um, We've got to move on to the last race on the day, otherwise known as the Get Out Stakes, Terry. Mm. S-T-E-A-K-S. That's right. So the very popular Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. Please submit your uh, the horse that who you think will be winning the last race, race nine at Ascot on Saturday, and a decimal winning margin. Fire that into us at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. And um, yeah, and as, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, there's a carryover jackpot, $100 worth of uh, gourmet steak up for grabs if, you can, if, you're, if you're the winner on, on the day. So Market City meets Get Out Steaks. And um, when we move on to the preview of this race, I think we better throw to our man, Daniel Cripps, to take the reins. Cripper. 
Yeah, look, so... Oh, he's bullish. When, look uh, at this. When we got to the studio this morning, or also known as Terry's Kitchen. Is <laughs> that <laughs> like kitchen? Sound good? Uh, yeah, living room. Living room. I, I bounced that. into the house and I said, boys, surely this is the this is the biggest bet, or the biggest overs of the day and bet of the day. And while you two have probably dampened my spirits slightly, <laughs> and I've been, for the last hour or whatever, I've been thinking, should I sit on the fence? But, you know, look, I'm going to... I'm not going to sit on the fence and uh, I'm going to have an opinion. I thought Catherine... I love this. Mm, I thought good. Catherine will... Uh, look, there is a few slight queries. It's trial, why in fast time? Wasn't wasn't a real soft trial. Uh, I don't want to say this because Terry's going to get on a rant, but Chris Graham claiming when it's got 55 and a half, maybe not needed. But... Oh, really? You don't think it's necessary, really? I've, I've never actually considered that. Why would you claim on the best horse that's already getting him well at the weights? Anyway, continue. And Karen Kersley, a small trainer, but in saying that, is uh, related to Fred Kersley, so I'm not too concerned there. But, yeah, to be honest, I had Catherine Wheel uh, marked in the red, so it's uh, it went up high threes. I think even about 365, we shouldn't name them, but went up four bucks. So it, it's a horse that if it went up... 240 250 i would have been getting heavily involved in so i yeah i almost choked when i saw th- tab went up 350 <laughs> and then i refreshed it about i can every 30 seconds until i could get into a in, into a uh, shop and put some cash on but um yeah catherine wheel i'm gonna be bullish and i'm gonna say it's probably the best betting opportunity i've seen this year so far Oh, this is good. I love this. This is outstanding. I absolutely love this stuff. Outstanding stuff. You should see him right now. He's actually uh, glowing. I'll keep going. So tell, well, us, tell us Tell us. why. So it's had tell five starts. So just the one campaign on debut was heavily backed down the Pinjarra Strait and absolutely brained him without... Mm. It was like a trial for it. It then came to town. Again, won fairly easy against a good bunch of sprinters. It then... This is the third start. This is the reason why I think it's going to start short. It was running against dance music and was 280 into i think evens and dance music actually started second favorite in that race and look dance music did beat it and beat it quite well but i don't think that's uh that's any concern because we all know they like cleared out from the rest though, didn't they cleared they? out from the rest we well, i think saying there might have been something coming at it late but they went so fast that it was probably entitled to come at it late but it's held on for second and dance music's gone on to be what a multiple listed winner so no issues there lowering your colors to a horse of that caliber mm-hmm. and then its last two runs it probably it probably had enough a young horse that uh had had three really good runs in saying that got beat less than a length its fourth start and then went off the boil at its fifth start and it's been put away now for it's had a really long break it's come back it's trial while not the softest trial was in really good time uh and ran third who was the winner of that trial? cryptic wonder cryptic wonder who i think we will have a pretty big opinion of so no issues there with the trial. I think it bounces straight to the front and uh, they will not see which way it went. I there you that. go. You heard it here first on the 1-1. One, one Absolute declaration. That's, that's Standing out in the balcony and bringing the team in. I'm declaring now, boys. Sorry. Um, Jerry, yeah, how, I, how do you respond to that, mate? I have nothing where, where to do, add. Where do we go from here? I'm just um, I'm jumping in the uh, on the on the train. I'm in. All, all, I, all I will add to that is I, I marked it um, a tick shorter than it currently is. Um, and Shinju and it, look, the class, this is just such a poor horse race. And if this has returned anywhere near its best, uh, it should be able to cross to rise again. Who's not jumping all that well and finds the rail. Yeah, I'm, um, I've got nothing more to add. I'm, I'm happy being on board at uh, the three bucks plus. 
at the moment. So follow the <laughs> mate, if in doubt, follow the four man, I reckon. Yeah, the new guru. Yeah. Um, yeah, this 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 uh, this enthusiasm is infectious. Um, so I'm I'm um, I'm chiming in. I'm hitching my wagon to to Kripa as well. Um, I originally I had Shinju on top, but <clears throat> after chatting to you uh, off air and, and listening to to your spiel, like is Shinju good enough to 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 win this race? If Catherine Wheel hits the mark that um, she's shown that she's capable of, of doing. So that trial, I think, is it? I think there's been a couple of winners come out of that trial. Is that? Yeah, exactly. Um, so Naughty by Nature ran fourth in that trial and uh, came out and blitzed them yesterday. A little bit different because it was a 1,400-meter horse compared to a 1,000-meter horse. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go onto it too much more because I'm going to... I keep going. <laughs> I'm loving this. This is, this is my favorite. There's going to be a lot of egg on my face when it uh, capitulates halfway down the straight. These but, are the races you're nervous about yeah, just before know, jump, aren't they? Especially if, like, I expect it to start definitely $2 yeah, yeah. or even less. Oh, I'm sorry, with a two in front of it. If it's over $3 at the jump, I'll be very nervous. But the other thing I'll just quickly touch on is all podcasts we've been saying how we're worried about the wind, but... It's a thousand meter race, and mm. so whether it's an easterly or a southwesterly, just doesn't have as much impact on whether it'd be even eleven or twelve hundred. So that's the reason why I'm happy to to uh, get involved early because the wind is not going to be as much of a factor in this race. Reading Terry's uh, um, Terry's preview on the Betfair Hub yesterday, are you um, is all forgiven with Chris Graham? Um, Apprentice Chris Graham. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, yeah, no, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is, yeah. Uh, if he gets this up for uh, for Daniel and, and all of us who are going to be attached to the wagon, then, uh, yeah. It's funny how us. with jockeys, you you seem to either have favourites or not favourites compared to what you've been winning and losing on. Yeah, so, 100%. Chris Graham, I backed Transgressor in the last two weeks ago and he jumped to the front and ran him on a merry dance and got the job done for mm-hmm. me at sort of five or six bucks. So he, he's one of mine at the moment. So mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I had no concerns when I saw him piloting uh catherine wheel yeah hey, he's he, riding he some good races he lifted she's got merit over the line yesterday that was interesting because she's got merit um was was joined the pierce brothers and it won first up for the pierce brothers and knocked off tommy blue who left the pierce brothers and joined the simon a miller stable probably as well so, probably a good thing so i reckon i reckon the boys the, the the brothers would have enjoyed uh knocking off the old horse there but um but chris graham yeah he's a three three kilo apprentice uh you gotta take the good with the bad with these guys that are just learning their trade but yeah if he can get catherine wheel home and she holds you know um she's been she'll probably be the most supported horse all day she just has um, to come back doesn't she mm. do what i'm looking forward to hearing what Cripper's one bet is for the day because I've, I've got no idea what it's going to be <laughs> i haven't got a clue what he's going to suggest as he's uh as his best so. well that's that's an outstanding way to end the preview it is. so chips in punters yep chips in catherine wheel uh let's get this home for for all of us like pray pray for pray for all the catherine wheel supporters out there doesn't matter how far down you are for the day we can all get it back in the exactly. last isn't it all right it's time for our one bets um not two not three not four we've got one bet so each of us has to go around and give one bet for the punters for the listeners uh, at ascot on saturday terry what have you got mate uh, plays the game on Sunday. Is that okay? Can we do that? Bunbury or? Sunday? Yeah, Bunbury Sunday. I really don't have that much uh, confidence uh, on anything uh, on Saturday. And so much for me is going to be pattern dependent. So um, plays the game, as we discussed, Michael Lane in the um, the 
prelude to the preview mm-hmm. uh he's absolutely flying at the moment um and this horse goes to another level at bunbury so wait till the last on sunday which is always a nice time to have a good tip and something you're pretty keen on isn't it just to give you hope you get out after um yeah after catherine will gets done on the line by orange strudel or something like that <laughs> pretty, uh, that pretty sure pretty sure we know crippers yeah. One bet. Yeah. You want to lock it in again? I'll lock in Catherine Wheel, and I'm not going to say anything more because I'm already, it's 1.05 p.m. on a Thursday, and I'm already feeling nervous about it. <laughs> Catherine Wheel. Good stuff. Uh, my one bet, I'm not really that hard on anything on the day, so therefore, my one bet is one of my uh, very favorite horses, Cup Knight. I think he can knock off Valorode in the scenic blast stakes yeah. at around the four bucks. I reckon that's it. That's a I must admit, if I was going to go one way, it probably would have been Cup Knight around four or five to one. But uh, yes, so uh, we're, we're venturing into Terry Land. Twenty dollar oh. plus horses, Terry. Yeah. Have you got a Have you got a Maddie or two for the for the listeners out there? I. I don't. I'm not really. Uh, this isn't a week. I'm jumping out of my skin, as you can probably probably tell. But uh, Hoboken is just shy of the twenty dollar mark, and uh, I think uh, I think that's just in regards to out and out value comparative to my market. I am very concerned, as Crip mentioned about the twelve hundred. Um, but that's probably why we're getting this price. Yep. Um, horses fit. Um, I think that's just a really really big quote. Something just around the twenty dollar mark, or just shy of the twenty dollar mark. So you're going to throw your two year old out as well. Hoboken. Oh, and MTA. Yeah, MTA. Yeah, and MTA, yeah. of course. Yeah, MTA. Again, it's just shy of the $20 mark. Um, we're meant to be over 20 but we'll, you know, a bit of, bit of leeway today for a, for a difficult meet with some uh, uh, some indecision with the wins. And um, Mombasa from the from the two-year-old race, I think, can run a little bit of a cheeky race as well. That could be closer to 50, 60, 70 to one late as well. So, Crip, what do you got for us? Yeah, look, as I said last time I was on the podcast, these uh, 20 to one pops, definitely not my go, uh, but I'll put my patriotic hat on and... It's nowhere near 21, but it's double figures. That's good enough for me. Uh, I'll go with Peggy's Joy in the first. Uh, you boys have convinced me that Kira can settle in the box seat. So I'll uh, back the informed jock to go to Ascot for one ride and one win. Good Perfect. stuff. Perfect. All right. Um, not many riding better than, than Kira at the moment. She She's, uh, she's killing it uh, in 2020. So my Maddie's, if the track is... Um, if they're starting to run on late in the day, I wouldn't mind having something on get back run on sort of thousand meter, a sort of short course specialist called Firemaker. Oh, I, I thought you were going to um, go there. In the last, yeah. uh, it's going to it's, look. It's going to need so much to get right, but the, uh, but that's why it's um, best available forty one dollars at the moment. But if if he if he puts it all together and if the track is is suiting, then look out for Firemaker making uh, a late. Uh, sweeping move. Wouldn't and that be something if that knocks off Catherine Wheel, eh? Wouldn't that be something to discuss next time we get you fair, on, mate? Fair play to you if it does. Play heavy. Uh, play heavy. <laughs> and my other, my other Maddie, he's not quite mad yet, but um, might be. Uh, actually, I think he is quite mad, this horse. Frio. Um, got, got, some, uh, got some tricks, but if he, if he can wind back the clock and tap into some of his best form, then I think he's, he's probably over the odds at his current quote. So um, good luck listeners with those uh with a bit of value there moving on to uh our horses to follow um we've been having a little bit of success with our horses to follow in our top-notch trialers recently 100%. terry can we keep the ball rolling uh on this week's edition of the one one i think so what do you got for us crip we'll let yeah, you, uh, i was we just saying before home. that uh my horses to follow when i was on here last time was shocking i pretty much put snow chino in the paddock after suggesting her <laughs> she went she went horrible the next two but 
So I'm going to be a little bit more uh, safe, I guess. But I'll start with too close to sun. Uh, I don't care how good Lindsay is. It's always going to be an effort to win over 1,800 first up off a 950-meter trial. And, uh, and he didn't get conditions to suit. It, they led at a really fast tempo when the southwesterly was blowing. And he did a huge job to run third. So I expect that he'll be winning races this preparation. I'm going to throw in Miss Marietta. Uh, probably a bit of a wider one but i'll read out what i had in my black book i said jump well but snick then four wide no cover at the back of the field and flew home huge so i know the pope stable isn't going that well at the moment but uh you've got to respect that run they didn't they didn't miss her in betting either 26 yeah so maybe when the smoke there's fire mm -hmm. and the third one and just through talking through my own kick but yesterday which was wednesday was a mad swoopers track with the rail out and the westerly wins i Spect Artful Zofany on debut at each way at 21 and fives and it led and gave a really good kick uh, around the turn. I thought, oh, here we go. It's definitely going to run a place. Mm. But, you know, so it has it uh, three three that came from the back. Um, yeah, managed to go past that and it ran fourth. But I think just with natural improvement out of that debut run, should get it, hopefully get a track that's more suited to those on pace. I think... Uh, nice country maiden, like a Bunbury or Pinjarra yeah, where it's yeah, yeah. rail heavy. I think there's a, definitely a win in store for him mm -hmm. uh, in the near future. I like it, Crip. I was with you with Artful Soften yesterday as well, as you're probably aware. So that's probably a, that was probably the anchor which weighted <laughs> down over those last 50 metres. Um, you mentioned talking through your kick yesterday. That's exactly what I'm doing with my three to follow here. Uh, I was on Smith yesterday and I wrote in my little... Uh, my little uh, write-up that I'm sure post-race I'll be very upset when it gets held up the entirety of the straight. Well, it got held up the entirety of the straight, um, so at least I called that correctly. Unfortunately, there was no market to back it getting held up for the entirety of the straight. <laughs> uh, that's three starts in a row. It says blocked for the entire length of the straight. It's quite incredible. So wait for it maybe to find... It, it needs to stick to these midweek Ascot tracks where you can make ground. And it'll it'll brain them. It'll brain them with just some room and gal air. Just, it'll, it'll win comfortably. Another one is unending. Uh, another one I tipped yesterday was held up the entire length of the straight. Um, that was another extremely, extremely difficult watch. Uh, it's a 2,200 meter horse though. I really mm. want to see this over as far as possible. Um, so if it runs over that type of distance beyond again. And a horse that will be winning down in Albany, uh, unless they bring it back up to the city again. It was a good thing beaten on a massive leader by a stay, um, was defiantly. Um, I think it'll be extremely hard to beat for Gary Delane next time it races um, down in the... Southwest, Bernard. Yeah, my horses to follow. I was very keen on Puckapunyal at Pinjarra uh, the other day. Just um, landed in the box seat, never never really got out till the race was all over and, um, you know, probably should, yeah, really should have won. Um, it'll be winning next start. Um, was met with some strong support too um, in on, on the day. So, um, again, and also if you want any more information, I'd check the Lindsay Smith Racing Stable's Twitter feed. Uh, they seem to know um, exactly how their horses are tracking. So follow Pucker Punyal closely. Two horses from the same stable. Now he doesn't have a lot of horses and he doesn't train a lot of winners. But when he when he uh, when his stable fires, they all seem to fire. So old Heck McLaren. Um, in my young younger days, he he uh, trained some of my favourite horses, including friend of the podcast, including Bomber Bill, old Heck. And uh, who was uh, who was a, who was a sprinting champ from the West. Uh, so he his horse he's the he's a Parker. Um, he was in purple patch of form around this time last year. He put the riding on the wall with a really good fourth um, in the Dance Music Australia Day Trophy at Ascot last Saturday. And Heck's got a maiden too, which looks like it's uh, just about ready to win. 
ran really well eye-catcher at big odds it's called crazy or crazy c-r-e-z-e-e uh really got home um well at pinjara on the 23rd look out for it in a mile 2000 meter made and it'll be very hard to beat okay next next port of call is our top notch trialers been finding a few from the trials, uh, including Forest War, if we want to go there. Mm. So um, probably we not. <laughs> um, two from the Simon A. Miller Yard, uh, Bond Odyssey and Amen, um, uh, Amacensis. Amacensis. Uh, they have both shown up with, uh, with very smart trials. Um, follow them. I think um, one or two of them might be racing at Bunbury this Sunday. So that's Bon Odyssey and Amacensis from the Simon A stable. And the other horse that I uh, wanted to keep an eye out is a horse called Blacksell Rose. Um, Adam Durant, unraced three-year-old filly, wasn't knocked around in a trial at Larkhill on Tuesday. Keep an eye out for this horse, Blackfriars Billy from the Durant camp, Blacksell Rose. I reckon he'll have one more trial before it heads to the races. So keep an eye on it. Terry, have you got Terry? Could we got any trialers that you want to lock in? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, look, I'm, I don't watch a lot of trials until they race first up. But so I'll take it out of the uh, Catherine Wheel trial. But Cryptic Wonder. Oh yeah. In a fast trial, when Catherine Wheel and Illustrious Tycoon were both ridden out to keep up, Cryptic Wonder was looked like she was in second gear. That and form's going to be franked on uh, Saturday, exactly. isn't it? Well, illustrious tycoon came back from injury and ran quite Good. well on Wednesday. Yeah. Ran well, yeah. Catherine Wheel will brain him on Saturday, so yeah, Cryptic Wonder was the, definitely the best trial yeah. out of that. And Naughty by Nature as well was in the same trial. Brain so. them, I oh. love this. That's all I want to hear now. More about <laughs> oh, Catherine Wheel. So uh, Cryptic Wonder is nominated for the Magic Moons three on race yeah. in Pinjo next week. You imagine he'd be starting a very warm yep. favourite. So um, Terry, just quickly, do you? I know you got a theory about two-year-olds coming yeah. back is cryptic wonder one that you'd be it's, it's not a theory on all two-year-olds just a lot of them um just don't come back after the first race campaign whether they have um been over race whether they have peaked as a juvenile it's sort of like with footy players i think you can be an absolute star at underage level and you get against the big boys and your body has matured early or um you just you just don't uh measure up in that grade anymore whether it's a mental thing i'm not sure but um watching that trial um i don't think uh, there's any concerns okay. with it coming back to be honest Okay, so last week, um, whatever happened to, we covered a bit of territory and also Lockie, Lockie Dennis from Twitter asked us if we could um, follow up on a horse by the name of, a very good horse, by the name of a promising horse anyway, Pearls, of, Pearls and Prawns. So we reached out to, uh, to trainer Brock Luthwaite during the meeting and he gave us a really detailed and um, prompt response as to where uh, Pearls and Prawns is at, remembering that... Um, she hasn't started since the 8th of December 2018, did have a trial in uh, July of 2019, but was tipped out. So Brock lets us know that um, Pearls is uh, close to returning to work. She's had some, some issues to, uh, feet issues to overcome, but uh, apparently looks to be heading in a very positive direction. And um, Brock is excited to let everyone know that Pearls and Prawns will be back in work in in, um, in February at some stage. So looking forward to seeing her being given an opportunity to fulfill her ample potential. So keep an eye out for her over the next few months. Now, the other horse that I wanted to mention, and it's obviously through the, through the, the star three-year-olds of last season was Regal Power, Cockney Crew, um, Platoon, Fragdag. There was a filly by the name of Ping Me Another who um, ran some mighty races 
Um, Chris they, Willis? Yeah, Chris Willis. Now, Chris Willis, this horse is actually now in uh, moved to Victoria in the middle of last year to be trained by Trent and Natalie Young. Had one start at Caulfield last October and was tip, uh, last August rather and was tipped out. Racing Australia tells me that she's in work at the moment, so wouldn't mind just chasing up with Chris, Chris Willis or the uh, or the Besutton Young camp over in um, Victoria and just finding out exactly what's going on with Ping Me and other. Uh, so leave that with me. I'll follow it up during the week and. Terry, you wanted to flag a horse. Yeah, I mentioned uh, showmanship. We were talking about it earlier uh, with the form lines through lipstick flickers. Um, we, I'd like to know what's happening with showmanship. Love the look of showmanship as a horse. So, mm. um, yeah, we'll chuck it out there and see if someone can give us an answer. Didn't like its last run as much. No, no thank not, you for bringing that up, though. <laughs> that was honestly one of the longest uh, hey, punning day? days. Uh, things didn't go right for William that day, mate. <laughs> things, yeah, I had the four eighty or something yeah, into a dollar eighty. Then, it, yeah, the only I thing it saved was me. I had the ten bucks stage man in the last. How do they put ten bucks up? I think that, that was before there was a, six winners that day, didn't he? Something like that. Yeah, five or six. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, it should have been seven. Yeah, there's yeah. actually a new man at Tab Touch now who does the odds, and he's um, yeah, he's really good at his job. So, um, well done. All right, that brings us to uh, the end of another episode of the One One. Uh, thank you to uh, our special guest, and uh, we're calling him the country's form tipster. Yeah, the country's form nations, tipster, the nation's nation. leading yeah. tipster, leading tipster in the nation. Yeah, uh, in Daniel Cripps. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Cripper. Thanks, thanks for, for coming us. along. Um, thoroughly enjoyed your insight. Thoroughly enjoyed the push for Catherine Wheel and. Um, from Kripa Bernard and myself. Good luck on the weekend and uh, we'll see you next week on the 1-1. One, one.